0: Hey everyone, this is Scott Levin, Chief Peacekeeper. I'm a family law attorney that helps people mediate uh, divorces. I'm here with uh, Elizabeth Van Cleef and Ashlyn Downing today. How are y'all?
1: Good, hi, Good.
0: So this is gonna be a really interesting conversation uh, for those that are interested in the subject. So when you're going through divorce and you have uh, compensation for executives called restricted stock units, or if you have uh, retirement assets, that were earned before marriage, but are partially earned before marriage, or there's uh, um, contributions after the date of separation. There's all these like things that make uh, assets partly community, which are what you divide in the state of California during divorce and partly separate. And with the executive compensation restricted, restricted stock units, those two could be things that you divide during the divorce and then there's a portion that become just separate property and then there's a portion that are separate and shared so it's it's it can get very complicated and these two young ladies here are the people that you hire to figure things out as to what's separate what's community and how do we divide these assets that are not always so straightforward so uh elizabeth let me pick on you for a second uh tell us uh What do you do on a daily basis? Did I describe that right? Is that pretty much where where your work is?
2: Yeah, thank you, Scott. So essentially what we do is we combine uh, legal services with a little bit of forensic uh, review of account statements to determine community property and separate property and a whole host of assets. And the main ones are restricted stock units, stock options and retirement benefits. So what you'll see when you come to our firm is you'll see us do an analysis of what's community property that is available for division if we're dividing community property equally, which most of the time we do, and what's separate property, which is going to be kind of carved out and kept separate property for the person that earned the benefits. And then we prepare the court order or whatever legal language Scott needs to put into the marital settlement agreement so it all kind of connects together and only the community property interest is divided.
0: Uh, that, and how, so how do you get into that? So you're an attorney with a with a financial kind of focus. How do you get how do you find yourself uh, uh, with the firm? How did you how did you get yeah. this second?
2: Yeah, so I'm actually a math major from college. And then I went um, and got my degree at the University of San Diego School of Law. And then I got a tax master's and how I explain it is um, all these things that Ashlyn and I do together at the firm, it's all kind of based in the Internal Revenue Code because it has some sort of pre-tax or post-tax aspect to it. And that way, in order for it to be pre-tax and have these attributes, it has to follow the rules of the Internal Revenue Code. So if you think about um, retirement assets, they're pre-tax for 1K plans. And because of that, they have to fall within certain requirements of the Internal Revenue Code. So when you think about retirement benefits and stock options, it's actually like a subset of being a tax law attorney. And so we we kind of mix Ashlyn's ability to do tracings and financial work with my ability to write the court order and understand that all of these assets have different tax requirements and you have to write the court order in a certain way so that when we divide stock options, it doesn't trigger a sale. When we divide retirement benefits, it doesn't trigger a taxable distribution to the opposing side.
0: Yeah. So really what Elizabeth does in terms of, so I, I'm a mediator. So when my clients work with me, we say, okay, here's here's what we have. We have this asset. And I think, and one of them will say, oh, I think, you know, I earned part of it before marriage. So maybe we could figure out what that is. Uh, so we send them to Elizabeth and Elizabeth does that math or in Ashland, uh, the firm, and they figure out and they come back and say, here's how we would divide it pursuant to, to the law. And then they secondarily go another step and they give you, they give me the language that we need to put in to the judges, to the judgment so that the judge understands what, what that, what that division is. And secondarily, they then actually perform that division by sending it to the retirement where the where the funds are held and to, and to the company and they say here here's how you're actually going to divide it and that's through what's like called a quadro or or you know other other instruments like that so it's really like threefold it's the math it's the language that goes to the court and then it's the actual performing of the division and what's great about this firm and why I wanted them on today is because you don't have to do anything but give them the information yeah. right because they're going to go off and do all the work, which is why I love them. Because what I tell people is, hey, I didn't re- I don't remember in my first or second or third year of law school, them teaching math because we didn't <laughs> we do a specialty. Right. So uh, so that's why we have math experts. Ashlyn, what what's your role at the firm? How do you how do you come into play here?
1: So I'm our financial data analyst, so I do a lot of the Excel work. And um, so I'm the one who request statements typically. I analyze the statements, I do the data entry and the analysis um, for a whole range of the services we offer. Um, we, do, we do the retirement accounts, we do the equity compensation, we will assist with uh, smith Osler support, uh, which goes along with the stock option compensation. Um, we will occasionally do post-separation accountings of checking savings accounts, um, especially in cases where You know, the parties separated several years prior and sort of co-mingled funds for a couple of years before they really divided their finances up. Um, So we get called in to kind of uh, take apart some of the more complicated uh, cases where you have all of these different accounts that are all tied together. Um, That's a lot of what we do.
0: Interesting. So um what percent so I as a mediator I don't litigate anymore. I haven't for over a decade. Elizabeth, what percentage of your, I mean, do you have a percentage of cases that are litigation and versus mediation focused? Or is it is it hard to yeah. say?
2: Well, it's it's interesting because um I would say about 90% to 95% I'm jointly retained. Um Five to ten percent. I'm retained just by one party, and normally that indicates that there's some sort of concern that the other party might not cooperate, or um, or it's at the beginning of the case, and a family law attorney really wants an independent advisor that's going to be with them the entire case, um, and ask confidential questions and things like that. So, but however, in terms of how many times we go to trial, I would say about 10 trials a year, and um, and I, the one thing I wanted to mention is that even when I'm jointly retained, sometimes it can still be a conflict or a trial situation because I can be retained as a 730 expert. Mm-hmm. So I prepare a report, I do the interview, you know, we attach Ashland's analysis and present it to the parties, answer questions. If they both agree, then we don't have a hearing. I implement what the report says. If the report has gray areas, like there's 10 years where we couldn't get statements, and so we did a good faith estimate, but the party still want to go in and talk to the judge about, you know, burden of proof, and should it be a little bit less or more, um, then I will go and testify still as a neutral party, but because they need a little bit of the court's assistance in resolving it or in mediation, but it is um, relatively rare to have to go to court because you know, the report is normally sufficient to enable people to have trust and understand that it's likely the outcome that it would be in court anyway. And so it can really foster resolution and eliminate a lot of the disagreement between the parties when we get involved and present what you know financially exists out there.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, we could go on forever. I I don't want to, I don't want to get too in-depth, but really um, I, I, I think that uh, uh, the Van Cleef, you know, Elizabeth, Ashland, this firm um, they're the most in-demand law firm that I know of. I mean, any other referral source I have uh you know, they are uh, good, but not as in demand as Elizabeth has become. So I think it's awesome to, that you were able to take the time for me today. Thank you. Uh, I hope that people will understand that uh, when you have these sort of financial issues that are going on during or after divorce, um, that you really should reach out uh, to the firm and um, and give them a call and see how they can help because they're really the go-to experts in this field. I fear uh, that Ashlyn will now be uh, pitched by a lot of family law and 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 uh, you know divi- asset division uh, firms for her expertise <laughs> on this, uh, but now just teasing. But thanks so much for joining me, guys. And I'll post all the contact information in the description. But I really appreciate you both being here. Thanks,
1: yeah, thanks so much for having us. Having us. Thank
0: you. Right, talk soon. Bye
2: bye.